Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another edition of Coaches in Q. Uh, got a really special one here today. We're here with six-time Blue Cross Bowl coach, 2021 Tennessee Football Coach Association Hall of Famer, and the pride of Hohenwald, Tennessee, Coach <laughs> Kevin Creasy of Oakland High School. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How about you? Yep. I'm doing, very good. Doing very, very, good. very well. Um, you know, Coach, we'll jump right into it. You know, you're coming off a very, very successful year, uh, really two years. I mean, really, to be honest. Uh, have you had a chance to reflect on your season uh, and, and what it, you know, what you went through this year? Uh, yeah, a little bit, you know. Uh, definitely a special season. Uh, definitely uh, special to go back-to-back. So, like you said, two two good seasons in a row, two good years in a row, and uh, you know, the culmination of all of it uh, will come apart, you know, whenever we have our ring ceremony. Uh, you may not believe this, it's a little supply chain issue right now, so uh, we're having trouble getting some of our championship hoodies in, much less uh, championship rings, so uh, it's a work in progress, but like I said, that, that's kind of the icing on the cake of a season like we just had, is, is uh, we get together and, and have a ring ceremony, and uh, it, it's a big deal, and cool for the parents, you know, it's really our last time all together and uh so it's you know pretty sentimental at times but uh you know you've had a great year whenever you can end it with a with a ceremony like that and uh like i said it's it's pretty special because uh our dance team our cheerleaders uh you know all the parents and uh booster club members and stuff and coaches and their families they get together so uh we're looking forward to that and and uh hopefully that'll be within the next few weeks yeah, hopefully uh, those supply chain issues now, they are, I mean, they're the boon of every everybody right now. <laughs> um, you know, looking at, at your schedule uh, last year, you scheduled fairly difficultly, and then on top of that, you added a game, a, another uh, Blue Cross Bowl champion in uh, Lipscomb Academy. How did you keep your team so laser-focused uh, last year? Well, you know, um we had a, a tough schedule the year before, and, and with so many juniors coming back, we thought that, uh, you know, adding a few uh, uh, tougher opponents would be right up their alley to help them stay uh, focused. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of respect uh, given to uh, Lipscomb Academy, you know, that, that ended up on our schedule. You know, CPA, all of our kids knew about uh, the great run that CPA had. So adding those guys on the schedule uh, – you know, definitely helped us uh, with our non-region game, uh, uh, getting good quality opponents. And then, of course, uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy out of Mississippi is, you know, state champion. Uh, they, I think they've won it three years in a row now and, and taking a seven-and-a-half-hour bus ride down uh, to Mississippi on a Saturday at 2 o'clock uh, in the middle of August is, is a pretty big challenge in itself. So uh, all of that was, uh, you know, uh, a compliment to what we had coming back. So we wouldn't have scheduled like that if we didn't have all these guys coming back. And, and I, I do think it helped keep them fo- focused. And, and you look at uh, Hendersonville, you know, I love the fact that Hendersonville is willing to play us every year. And um, there's a lot of schools between Oakland and Hendersonville that, that wouldn't play either one of us. And, and you look at their success, and they made it all the way to the fourth round of the playoffs last year. So, uh, you know, Coach Beasley's doing a really good job with those guys. And, and for them to be our first-week opponent, you know, last few years, that, that speaks volumes about Hendersonville and Coach Beasley. Now, you guys have had trouble scheduling games for the past few years, but with it being the second year of the contracts this coming year, has it been easier for you to get that schedule filled? Yeah, it's still tough. You know, like I said, we've had games fall through. Uh, uh, Boca Raton, Florida team, uh, you know, has been back and forth with us, you know, and, and COVID, of course, has definitely thrown a wrench into things. So, uh, you know, uh, St. Pope John Paul the second out of Boca Raton has, has been out and then they're back in and then they're out again and uh, you know had a team out of Virginia that dropped us and uh, so it's it's just it's it's really a nightmare with just a few teams in your region uh, you know coming off a, a lot of success and you know we're we're kind of down this year and you know definitely looking for a 10th game so it's it's one of those deals where you know, a lot of people are hesitant because of your past success. But at the same time, I try to explain to them, they're not playing 2020's, you know, state champion team. They're not playing 2021. 
at, at the end of the day, this is a new team, and and uh, so it's made it pretty tough. You know, that second year on the contract always is tough to get a game, and, and the weeks that we have open are, are pretty tough to fill. Oh, Coach, you are one of the few people that could probably answer this question. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, Chattanooga and Cookville, as far as Blue Cross Bowl, uh, did you find it to be a better experience, uh, a similar experience? Uh, you know, what were your thoughts on moving that, and, and what are your thoughts on the results? Well, I, I have to say uh, I was uh, a big fan of Cookville. Uh, the biggest thing asset that Cookville had going for them were the people. Uh, their their uh, committee they put together and their volunteers, uh, incredible. It's an incredible amount of people that, you know, go out of their way to, to make uh, life easy on you. So uh, the best thing going at, at Tennessee Tech were, were all the volunteers and the people that made made things smooth and, and operate smooth. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, unfortunate that they missed out on it. You know, and then all of a sudden they, they replace their turf uh, after the decision's been made to go to UTC. Uh, with that being said, I thought UTC Stadium was unbelievable. I thought their dressing rooms were, you know, definitely better. Uh, their, you know, turf was better. Uh, I thought the atmosphere was uh, a really, really good atmosphere for high school football. And, uh, you know, I kind of like the smaller stadiums, you know. I, I always liked Vanderbilt back in the day when they had the clinic bow and, and – uh, you know, middle, it was a lot of empty seats at, at MTSU Stadium. Uh, but then they moved to Tennessee Tech, and it was almost full. It was it was awesome to watch uh, a game at, at Tech, and uh, especially if you were in it. Uh, but but <laughs> UTC, uh, I thought they did a heck of a job for first time uh, hosting. I think there was a, a few things that, that uh, they're going to work on, you know, that you learn with experience, you know. Uh, a few concession stand lines that were real long, and then parking. Uh, parking's an issue about anywhere, but uh, I thought UTC did a great job of hosting for you know that it being their first time. Any any thoughts or any ideas? That you ever think that maybe your alma mater might have a shot? Ah, uh, you, you just never know. Uh, I I think it's pretty neat that you know they could uh, easily move from from uh, different you know stadium to stadium and. I think it's uh, pretty neat. I think the communities that are hosting are realizing that, you know, uh, it's quite a privilege to host uh, the TAAA and, and the uh, state championships because, uh, you know, they're going to do it upright. And uh, and like I said, I think uh, most people were really pleased with what UTC did last year. Yeah, I think that uh, Martin might need another hotel room or two. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um well, let's, let's talk a little bit and find out a little bit more about you. You know, I t- teased earlier that you were a product of Home Walden and Lewis County. Uh, you know, as you as you were coming out there, was coaching always uh, your passion? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, I guess it was. You know, I was a guy that was always around, you know, football, baseball, had older brothers that played, and, uh, you know, I was – my first job was at Memorial Park, you know, working, uh, you know, with Eugene Grinder, a, a legend in Perry County of basketball, and then coming over and, and ran the park system for over 50 years and, you know, gave me a job working uh, around baseball and umpiring. And, and then I was coaching, you know, when I was still in high school, uh, like Little League and stuff like that. And uh, Coach Sharp was my coach. He just recently left Lewis County and his uh, first year was my freshman year, so uh, my senior year, you know, after we were all graduating and stuff, he actually uh, lined it up where he and I coached against each other in a in a scrimmage, you know, like a black and gold game. Uh, so I didn't realize it at the time, but he was putting me toward a path of, uh, you know, football coaching and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. And like I said, I had great experiences, you know, playing at Lewis County and uh, always a great place to to grow up and and to to play ball and and like I said, I learned uh, a lot of stuff from a good coach like Coach Sharp. Well, um, uh, first of all, Coach Sharp just now takes the position at Columbia Central. Any any chance you get that rematch? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I hear they may be going to six A pretty soon. You just never know, but. Uh, you know, I think he'll be pretty successful real quick there, and uh, he'll he'll have a hard time filling the schedule before you know it, and so we might work something out. <laughs> what position did you play when you were in high school? 
Well, uh, I was a holder on Extra Point for a couple years. That's a tough job. I never realized how stressful that job was. But then I played free safety um, and then wide receiver. And, uh, you know, like I said, a small school, you're lucky enough sometimes uh, to play on both sides of the ball. So uh, that helped me, you know, whenever I got to Trousdale and realized that, you know, Ironman football is the way to go, you know, if you've got – uh, 11 dudes that are real tough you know you can play them on both sides of the ball and and uh you know that's that was a pretty neat experience like i said not everybody gets to to do that and at our level you know there's only a couple lucky guys that get to play on both sides of the ball and uh, i think y'all recognize them actually you know i, I know isaiah uh, horton played corner and wide receiver for us and i know he won an award from you guys for uh, being tough enough to to go 48 minutes on both sides of the ball. Yep. That, that's hard yep. to do nowadays, uh, but you got to be a pretty special kid to do it, and, and he was one of them. So I, I appreciate the award. Yep. For I'll sure. tell you a thank you on his behalf. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's certainly welcome. He, he definitely earned it. Um, you know, we talked about a little bit about UT Martin. Um, you know, after you leave UT Martin, you go to Warren County, uh, then you spend a little time there, you head over to Henry County. You know, in Henry County is, is another one of those programs that's been successful uh, quite often. Uh, what did you learn about building a program from Donnie Webb there? Yeah, you know, uh, Donnie Webb and I are still close. You know, he's made the wise choice of uh, getting out of coaching here lately, but he'll probably live another 40 years longer than I will. Uh, but Donnie, uh, he did things the right way. You know, there's a there's a right way to do things, and, and he – he did it the right way and uh, tireless worker, you know, uh, always meticulous in his preparation. All those things were, were really uh, some of his best uh, attributes that I learned from. And, you know, coming from Warren County, we, we actually won four games at Warren County that year I was there, and we were real, uh, real pleased with that. And, uh, you know, uh, had a pretty decent year, had a good senior class, and then, uh, student taught over at, at Henry County, so that's why I kind of wanted to get back uh, to those uh, uh, those schools, and you know, I had a couple of my eighth grade students, Will and Matt Kreisky, uh that I had in class, and and uh, wanted to coach those guys up. They were two of my favorites, and next yes. thing you know, they're they're in the coaching world. I couldn't talk them out of it, and they end up, <laughs> you know, getting pretty good head coaching jobs as well. But it was pretty neat. You know, you look back at it a couple of decades ago now, it seemed like yesterday, but it was pretty neat, you know, to see some of those guys that we worked with, you know, and we were all low man on the totem pole there, you know, right. and, and uh, to see some guys' careers blossom and, and go on to other things. And then, like I said, some players, you know. You know you're old whenever players are now head coaches. And, and uh, like I said, I had the privilege to coach both of those guys, the Kreisky twins. It's pretty wild that you have to go up against Will on a yearly basis too, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, at my rival school, you know. Uh, that's, uh, it's one of those deals where we really we really can't stand each other a couple of weeks out of the year, and, and I get it. And, you know, it's, it's pretty neat to have somebody that you hate that you compete against, but then somebody that you really like. It's kind of like your little brother or your yep. – cousin or whatever that you want to beat them just as bad as the people that you can't stand so <laughs> i get it he uh he, he uh you know like i said i just saw him last week and he's got his son you know coming up to me trying to kick me in the shin but at the same time i'm trying to get him to come play quarterback for me someday so it's a good little rivalry and uh like i said uh He's he's a good dude, so it's hard to not like Will or Matt, and it's just unfortunate that we are, uh, you know, in one of the biggest rivalries in the state. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, – <laughs> I can't imagine if he were to uh, come over and actually play quarterback for you. That would be a story in yeah. itself. Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you leave uh, Henry County, you take a defensive coordinator position at Bolivar Central. Um, you know, all that moving around that you did, did that help you, uh, did that help you, you know, be able to communicate well with players from different walks in different areas? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, like I said, I was, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was some of the best things that ever happened to me. You know, luckily I was <laughs> single and uh, could just pick up and, you know, throw a few bags in the back trunk of my car and head out. 
uh, I don't even know if I had furniture back then, to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, my first year at uh, Henry County, I had one person I knew at Henry County when I got got there, and that was my great aunt. So my grandmother's sister was in her 80s and let me live in her garage. Uh, so I could pick up and, you know, like I said, throw things together and, you know, uh, just move at, you know, drop of a hat. So luckily I was uh, uh, without a family and, uh, you know, uh, could move easily and, and those opportunities would pop up. And, you know, that was my first uh, coordinator position. You know, I learned a, a lot of my defense uh, from Coach Webb and, and uh, you know, I helped, uh, helped on Friday nights with, uh, you know, Henry County and stuff like that. And then, you know, that opportunity uh, led to another one in which, uh, you know, one of my uh, co-workers there at Henry County, Randy White, a uh, really good uh, coach, uh, ended up being the head coach at Bolivar. And, and like I said, took me with him, offered me that, that title and stuff. And, and uh, you know, it was a whole lot of work. And, and uh, we made the playoffs and, and had a good year. And, uh, you know, ran into a former player the other day, uh, you know, from, from Bolivar. So I still got some guys I'm connected to, uh, you know, over at Bolivar. And, and uh, you know, it was a great experience for me. Like I said, uh, it was uh, football all the time. A lot, of, a lot of the time, you know, living in, in different towns, not knowing, you know, like Warren County, when I moved there, I knew zero people there. But it, it made me do football uh, uh, a lot of the day. And then same thing, you know, Henry County, uh, you know, I got to do a lot of football, and then I learned a lot of football at Bolivar as well. And uh, so, like I said, it it was it was you know um, down in, in Warren County that struggled for a while, you know, to win, and and so uh, you know it was a uh, a lot a lot of learning on on what what it was like to to be you know uh, the team that was overlooked a lot of times, and and you know a team uh, community that was uh, hungry to win, and you know. Uh, one of our wins that year was against Oakland, and and Oakland was a pretty good football team. So, uh, you know, it, it felt pretty good to, you know, be the underdog and, and come come up and win. And then, you know, three years at Henry County, you got to experience a community that, you know, uh, was diehard uh, football and, uh, you know, wanted wanted to return back to the glory days as well. And then Bolivar, you know, you're dealing with a different kind of kid. Uh, you know, it's a great experience for me to – to, to be at Bolivar and, and uh, like I said, just uh, be able to teach different kinds of kids and uh, see if I could do it. And, and uh, you know, like I said, had success at all those places. And, and like I said, it helped build me into the coach I am today. Well, you get uh, three. Um, you, you move from there. Uh, eventually you get your first head coaching position. And, you know, you know, most people, you know, Take their first coaching position, place that probably hadn't won a whole lot. No, 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 no. You take you take on the challenge following a, a legendary coach at uh, Trousdale County. Um, you know how quickly did the athletes in the community respond to you, given that you were, you know, an outsider coming into that small small uh, county. Yeah, you know, uh, think about it though. I, it wasn't my first rodeo at Trousdale. I was an assistant there for, I think. Uh, seven years uh so yeah i moved to trousdale from bolivar and i uh, went there to get a ring and ended up with a wedding ring you know that kind of threw me for a loop that wasn't exactly the ring i was looking for but uh asking you shall receive right yeah, yeah, well, you know that strange how that works mm -hmm. yeah right well it was uh shoot probably the best thing ever happened to me and you know just happened to be that she was a hometown girl whose dad's been helping at trousdale for couple decades brothers played there and and so we won a state championship with her her little brother at the quarterback and realm and uh, i think that was in 05 uh so took a job as a d coordinator uh you know at riverdale and then came back as the head coach at trousdale so it was uh definitely big shoes to fill you know with uh clint satterfield but uh you know out of all the coaches i ever worked for he probably uh taught me the most and uh you know he, he taught me uh a lot about uh, what it took to, to win a championship and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, added on year after year on, on, you know, how to work and how to get prepared and how to motivate. And uh, he did a great job as a coach. And so to watch him uh, run his program, you know, for six or seven years and then go over work with uh, Coach Adelot at Riverdale, uh, I think it uh, kind of 
helped me whenever I did become a head coach. And, and uh, like I said, it's, it's funny to look back at it, uh, you know, where all you've uh, been and came from. And, you know, like I said, proud of ever, everywhere I've ever lived. And it helped me make, you know, like I said, make me into the coach I am today. And, and like I said, had a great run as a head coach at Trousdale. Yeah, you, uh, I think you went uh, 79 and 12. You won three uh, championships, uh, I think a couple of 1As and a two and 1-2A or mm-hmm. vice versa, right? Yep. Um, what is it about Trousdale County? You know, it's a, such a small county that, that they are such a perennial contender every single year. Yeah, you know, uh, I think football has been important to them for, you know, a lot of, a lot of years. And uh, one year that I was there, it might have been 20 – 12 or something like that we celebrated 100 years of football so you know they've been playing football there since uh i don't know uh over 100 years i know they uh celebrate a 1922 state championship uh the funny part i was cleaning out my closet the other day we got a picture of their 1922 uh team on a t-shirt made up from back in the day and like i said it's uh it's tradition and you know a lot of it has to do with there was a Siderfield in charge for 55 years in a row, and now there's one that's coaching them uh, as we speak. You know, Blake played for me and stuff, and and so I I hope Blake a lot of success. Uh, But, you know, it's not just the tradition of coaches. You know, coaches can't make a single tackle or a touchdown. Uh, You know, you look at Trousdown, you've always got a Gregory on the team, you know. You always got a Harper on the team, Uh, you know, a Holder on the team. I think all that's important, and uh, because of it's important, you know, that their granddad played there, you know, their dad played there. I think it just uh, helps, uh, you know, ingrain in those guys how important football is and how important it is to the whole community. And like I said, it's a special place to coach. It's uh, There's only probably two or three places like it in the whole state. And, uh, you know, I knew I was always in one of the best places in the state when I was coaching there because it means so much to everybody in the whole town. Even though, you know, there's only a couple thousand people living in Hartsville, you know, it's only seven miles wide on Friday nights, you, you know it's important. And uh, everybody that's paying for a ticket knows it's important. You better do a good job. Yeah, there's uh, something about the Creek Bank that just brings out the best in everybody. Yep. There's a little magic that goes along mm-hmm. with the Creek Bank. And uh, like I said, it's, it's always been that way. It's going to stay that way. Yep. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, We'll be back in just a minute with Coach Kevin Creasy. Welcome back to Coaches in Q. uh, Here with Coach Kevin Creasy of Oakland High School. Uh, Coach, you've been able to build program excellence that extends all the way to feeder programs. You know, how do you even begin that process? Yeah, you know, uh, I think it goes back to Trousdale County. You know, we had uh, our middle school team was uh, coached by myself and Coach Dobbs. You know, I was his assistant. He was the head coach. And then come over and he becomes the assistant. And I'm the head coach at the high school. And I actually got to do that during the school day, you know, coach up the middle school guys. And so they were in the system for a a while, running everything we run and calling it the same thing and being coached by the same guys the same way. And then, of course, we got the uh, junior pro guys uh, bought in. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very similar uh, to other successful programs that, that we've seen at the private school level. And, then, you know, Maryville's been doing it for years uh, with go, those same uh, principles of, uh, you know, running the same offense, running the same defense, having the same terminology, coaching the guys the same way. And, and so we, we did that at Oakland. And, uh, you know, all the way from, you know, five-year-olds all, all the way up, uh, you know, we have guys that are kind of singing off the same sheet of music. So, uh, all on the same page, and, and I think that's big, you know, especially for a program of our size. Well, you talk about, uh, you know, the players that you have coming up there. You have multiple talents and skill positions. How do you or, or do you uh, manage touches between uh, players that have that uh, high of a skill level? Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a good question, but we don't really worry about that. You know, uh, we – we worry about winning a ball game, and if that means some guy touches it 40 times and some guy touches it once, then that's what's going to happen. You know, we try to figure out what's best for the team. And, uh, you know, most of the time it's uh, what's best for our team is to kind of uh, split up the division of labor, I guess you'd say. And, uh, you know, uh, when our uh, running back on the left has it 20 times and the one on the right has it 20 times and then our receiver is able to, you know, catch it for uh, 10, 15 times, uh, tied in, gets involved in the game, you know, quarterback's able to run it 10, 15 times, throw it 10, 15 times. You know, that's kind of what balance is to us. And, uh, you know, I think uh, 
you know, whenever you, you, you compartmentalize it and you have it on that on your call sheet that way of, you know, this guy uh, needs to be a factor, uh, then things are usually not going too well. Uh, but we, we try to figure it out way before the game starts on who we need to have uh, touching the ball. And a lot of times it's dictated by what the defense gives us. Right. Uh, you talked about uh, – we were talking about, you know, building those programs. You know, Oakland High School hosts several youth camps programs. Uh, you worked with Titans football camps. You've worked with uh, uh, Jack Jones football camps. Do you feel that need or desire to um, – to kind of provide opportunities and positive impacts in, with the area youth? Yeah, you know, it's kind of our way of giving back. You know, uh, a lot of people have given to our program, and, and it's kind of our way to give back. You know, uh, you look at what kind of facilities we have. You know, if you try to build our indoor that we have now, you know, it was built, you know, 14 years ago. But uh, if you try to build it now, it's probably a million-dollar project. Uh, you know, our field is, is close to a million dollars. So uh, it's taken a lot of people in our community to, to give toward our football program to build the facilities we have. So we want to use those facilities uh, for our youth to, you know, we let our youth football program, you know, play on our practice field and on our game field. Uh, you know, they do their spring conditioning, you know, drills in, in our indoor facility. Uh, you know, there's always a camp or – uh, some kind of uh, football activity going on all spring long, all summer long. And, and like I said, there's a reason the Titans are asking to, to, to come to our place because they know that we're gracious hosts and uh, we'll, we'll provide good coaching and, uh, you know, a safe uh, learning environment for those guys. And, and they're coming back next year. You know, Jack Jones is an alum. Uh, you know, he was uh, coached up uh, by Coach McDaniel who, who taught him to always give back, you know, to his community and, and uh, you know he's he's a big deal at our place, and uh, he uh, he's like a superstar rolling in, you know, from out of town. He misses Murfreesboro, but he's making a living, you know, somewhere else. But he's rolling back into town, and uh, you know those kids look up to him, and uh, he brings in you know some of his buddies from UT like Josh Dobbs, and it, it, it was just a, a great event that he's already scheduled for uh, May this year. I think he moved it up a month, so uh, just an opportunity to have more kids uh, come to his camp. So, you know, that's kind of what we're doing. We're giving back, and uh, we think it's it's huge that uh, some of those smaller kids, uh, you know, are looking up, and, and maybe their heroes aren't in college or in the pros. Their, their heroes are on Friday night. So we've got a, a good following of, of uh, youth in Murfreesboro that come to our games on Friday night, and, you know, they want uh, Jordan James autograph, you know. Right. Uh, you know, Isaiah Horton or uh, Antonio Patterson, you know, they may get the same haircut as those guys. You know, they, <laughs> they, they may want an autograph, a wristband, yeah. something big like that. And so when they do grow up, you know, and it comes time to, you know, figure out where they're going to play football, I think it would be good for them to come on over to Oakland. Well, you know, what is the biggest difference, besides the money aspect, of, what is the biggest difference bes- beside a uh, successful program like Trousdale County and a successful program like Oakland? Yeah, I mean, the numbers, uh, you know, like I said, you're talking uh, financials and then uh, players, you know. Uh, I think we had 122 players uh, on the varsity when I first got to Oakland. And then you throw in 47 freshmen, you know, it's just a, a numbers issue. Uh, you know, you go from four or five coaches to, uh, you know, 15 or 16 coaches that – our assistants and so the numbers are, are the biggest difference but you know at the end of the day I think uh, it was probably numerous times where uh, I tried to get a bigger uh, job at a at a bigger school and and uh, you know people just kind of look like you know this guy comes from a little small school a little rural area and and just uh, probably overlooked me because of that uh, but that's what happens when you let administrators hire coaches a lot of times is they don't have a clue about football. Uh, you see it every day. Lots of bad, lots of bad hires. Uh, you know, lots of bad hires, uh, not just at high school level. Uh, but, you know, if people know football, they know there's really not a big difference. Uh, you know, teaching and coaching go hand in hand. If you can coach, you can teach. If you can teach, you can coach. And, you know, I think uh, people need to go out and, you know, hire a good teacher. And, uh, you know, if you're a good teacher of the game of football, that means you're a good people person. You know, you're good 
you know, handling situation, handling kids, handling parents, uh, you know, handling other teachers. Uh, I think that's that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, the job calls for you to 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 be around people and uh, be able to coach kids and uh, deal with their parents and uh, deal with the problems that may uh, occur. You know, through the school day or outside of school. Uh, and like I said, it's it's a lot more fires to put out because you got a lot more players. And uh, you know, if you're doing the hiring as an administrator, you need to realize that football is still football. It's still blocking. It's still tackling. The X's and O's uh, may be a little bit bigger, maybe a little faster, but uh, the game of football still comes down to you know four or five uh, big plays every game, and uh, what kind of preparation you can get involved, and what kind of uh, uh, ways you can get playmakers the ball and and can you stop the other teams and you know can you be sound in the you know special teams aspect of it and uh, you know I think some of the best coaches uh, in state of Tennessee or across America are guys that you know maybe only dress out 30 guys and and uh, have to coach both sides of the ball you know have to coach up special teams every week I think uh, some of the best coaches you can get are, are guys that that have come from smaller programs. Uh, you know, a program like Oakland attracts a lot of kids that have high expectations for themselves. How do you manage those expectations? Yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of those guys have to be kind of self-disciplined. Uh, the best discipline in the world self-discipline. And if they have those huge uh, goals or aspirations to, uh, you know, maybe play at the next level or maybe even play on Sundays, then they have to understand that it starts with the guy in the mirror and usually the guys that are going to be successful understand that at an early age. Uh, you know, we we have what uh, basketball coaches would call gym rats. You know, we kind of have field house rats in which, you know, we have guys that, you know, they obviously, uh, I don't know, they, they'd rather be at the field house than a lot of other places. And, uh, you know, luckily a lot of them don't have girlfriends, you know, that are, you know, making them come over or whatever. You know, that's a good thing. Uh, so we, we've got guys that, uh, you know, uh, they love working on their craft. And uh, we got guys that come in early in the mornings when we don't ask them to, to get extra work in. And, you know, I think that's an advantage of having an indoor facility. And then we have guys that are at school right now, you know, working out and, you know, messing around. Uh, you know, like I said, I got a 15-year-old son. He's one of them. You know, I was like, oh, well probably was supposed to pick him up after school, you know, instead of <laughs> hanging out with you guys. But I was like, shoot, man, he's got a couple of buddies there that they throw a ball around or, you know, get in a weight room or uh, work on agilities, you know, and, and they do that stuff all the time. And, and I, that's the kind of kid that I think, uh, you know, we're not necessarily bigger, faster, stronger than anybody else we play, but I think the mindset of some of our kids is like, you know what, I love football, and I'm going to work on it all the time. I'm going to work on it every day. And, uh, you know, a lot of success has has uh, come from those type of kids that are, you know, self-motivated and self-disciplined. Uh, now, the last two years you've matched up with Williamson County Schools. Uh, do you think the talent in Middle Tennessee is is really growing that quickly? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty neat to have – uh, Middle Tennessee schools, uh, you know, in championship games. I think it's awesome. You know, when I was at Riverdale, you know, we had a big rivalry with Smyrna at the time with uh, Sonny Gray at quarterback, and I thought it would have been awesome if, if there would have been a way in which, you know, Smyrna and Riverdale could have played, uh, you know, for a state championship, even though they were in the same region. Uh, you know, now I think it's pretty neat that, you know, Rutherford's kind of going east and, and uh, you know, Williamson's going west, and, and uh, you look at the numbers, and you know there's been a lot of a lot of fans in the seats, you know, to watch those matchups, and uh, you know a lot of it has to do with when we play, you know, uh, uh, Brentwood two years ago, you know they have a receiver that signed with UT, actually got some playing time this year as a true freshman, and then of course the cornerback, uh, I think he he went to uh, Vanderbilt, and uh, I think <laughs> I think their uh, quarterback is actually starting, you know, uh, in baseball. Uh, down in Auburn and, and having yeah. a good career, a good start to his career and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, there's pretty good players, uh, you know, off at Brentwood squad. Then you, you look at what Summit had, and, 
you know, there's three kids that, that signed to play with uh, Kentucky. You know, and Kentucky's done a great job of recruiting. And, uh, you know, actually coming into, you know, our state, they're, they're pulling some really good, really good players. So um, it's it's pretty wild that, you know, you look at Summit and, uh, you know, not just the two twins, but they, they have some really talented players. And and uh, so, yeah, they're, they're catching up with uh, Rutherford County for sure. Uh, now, we talked earlier that you were a defensive coordinator and that you had to move to an offensive coordinator. Uh, was that a hard transition for you? Yeah, you know, it is. Uh, it's, it's different. Uh, it's different in the way uh, which you, you prepare and, and, and work and stuff. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing that it's kind of an advantage if, if you're going to be a defense coordinator and you have offense coordinating uh, experience, I think that's good. Or if you're going to be an offense coordinator and you have defensive coordinating experience, I think that's good. A lot of times, you know, uh, guys that have been on both sides, you know, do a lot of the same things that always gave them trouble. And uh, so that's kind of what's in our playbook is stuff that always, you know, uh, gave us trouble back in the day. And, and so I think it's been an advantage, you know, to, to be on both sides of the ball. What do you do at uh, defensive coordinator now that uh, Stephen Jackson's moved on? Yeah, that's a big loss, you know. Again, a big loss. Stephen Jackson's gone on and, and going back to his hometown. Uh, going to do a great job at Gordonsville. Uh, you know, always uh, always has done a good job for us. You know, started out as a middle school coach for us and then, uh, you know, worked his way up and then became a D coordinator, one of the best D coordinators in the state. Uh, so, Big shoes to fill, did a great job for us in the weight room, did a great job, you know, working with our uh, guys, you know, in the offseason, uh, summer and uh, conditioning, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, big shoes to fill for sure. And uh, still looking to hire the right guy. Uh, may have to hire two guys to take his spot because he did such, wow. a, such a good job. And uh, like I said, uh, Gordonsville got a good one. I think uh, they'll make a lot of noise over there now because – uh, they got the right guy at the helm, and then, of course, he's got some really good assistants over there helping him. Thank you, Coach. Um, we'll take a break here, yep. and uh, we'll be uh, back for the last segment. Uh, this is Coaches in Q. Welcome back to Coaches in Q, powered by 615 Preps, here again with uh, Coach Kevin Creasy. And uh, we get to some of the fun, maybe introspective questions, fun maybe a, a little bit of a – Stretch. Sometimes we try to have a little fun with the, the ones that start arguments. Yeah, the ones that start arguments. Um, yeah. So, if if I've done my research right, you teach drivers ed. Mm-hmm. Is this correct? That is correct. All right. So, what is scarier, teaching teenagers to parallel park, or fighting Old Fork Parkway traffic on Saturday night? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I really started out as a history teacher. You know, I did that for like sixteen years. And, uh, you know, kind of history buff and uh, enjoyed some history. Uh, but then I was like, you know, that driver's ed gig seems like the perfect job. And at Trousdale, it was pretty good. You know, you just toss the keys to, a, you know, a kid that was grown up in the country and been driving four-wheelers and tractors and <laughs> boats all their life. And, you know, you just kick back and like, hey, just show me where you went this weekend. You're finding back roads you never thought you'd find. And, and you know, life was pretty, pretty good. And then. They dropped driver's head over there. That wasn't good. Uh, but we got it over here in Murfreesboro, and now I'm dealing with some kids that, you know, are like, I've never been in the front seat of a car before. I'm like, what? What, what kind of – never been in the front seat of a car before. <laughs> it's like, well, have you driven, you know, like a four-wheeler or lawnmower? And nope, nope. Bicycle? Nope. So, I, I mean, it's uh, definitely coaching. You know, I think we're coaching kids in driver's head. Uh, but – if we take uh, a wrong turn, you know, end up on Memorial, it gets real scary real quick. And, uh, you know, Last Casas Highway, that's okay, you know, but Memorial, uh, not so good. Old Fort, definitely bad. Uh, actually, we met my wife one time on the road, and she saw us, like, swerving over the yellow line, and I'm grabbing the wheel, and, and after that day, she increased my life insurance policy like $200,000. <laughs> And, I mean, I always knew I was worth more dead than alive, but, you know, she she didn't even tell me about that. I actually opened the mail one day, and I was like, wow. So that all happened after she ran almost mm. 
literally oh. ran into the driver's head car. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's a pretty scary profession. <laughs> I, I like to say this. I had one gray hair in my goatee when I became a head coach. Never got gray after that, but then years later, once I started teaching driver's ed, it's gone completely gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Uh, not near as much traffic on 141. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe a trip over to Starlight Hill every now and then. Starlight was always a, a, a big time, you know, especially when you had a little ice on it. Uh-huh. But, you know, having to manage both red lights wasn't a big problem. <laughs> uh, but over here, it, it's a little different. It's uh, it's scary at times. Well, let me take you back to uh, to Martin and, and your days out there. Cadillac Spar and Grill or the Hearth? <laughs> well... I couldn't afford the hearth. That was like an uppity place, you know. They'd charge you $7, $8 to eat over there. Uh, Cadillacs, luckily, I had a couple buddies that, that worked there. Uh, so I'd get a discount every now and then. So uh, I won't mention any names, but a couple fair, of them actually are employed here in town. But I will not mention any fair names. Fair enough. But yeah, fair enough. Did, did get a good discount every once in a while over there. Okay, let's uh, let's talk an important question here. This is this is one Chris has to know. Uh, first of all, talking wings, boneless or bone in? Ah, uh, yeah, both. I like both, no doubt. If uh, if I got a nice shirt on, it's boneless. You know, uh, yeah, that way absolutely. I can try to keep yep. it off of. Try to keep it off of my shirt a little bit, yeah. but a lot of times yeah. that doesn't matter. <laughs> are boneless wings wings or are they nuggets? Yeah, they're more nuggets. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. they are. There we go. But I agree with you. So are you a flat or a drum guy when you do have bones? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Again, <laughs> like I said, it, it's usually a privilege if I'm eating those, and I just, uh, you know, the biggest thing is trying to keep it off of me. Yeah. So – you know, think back to when you were a player uh, in, at Lewis County. What was your fondest memory from when you played? You know, uh, we had some really good memories. I had a couple bad memories, but we had some really good memories, and, and the best part was the guys I grew up with. You know what I mean? That's, that's, uh, a lot of times you don't, you don't get that anymore, but, you know, the guys you grew up with your whole life, you know, and you, you went through a lot of stuff with, uh, I think the memories of playing with those guys, it, it was uh, – Probably the best memories, and and uh, you know you can look back and uh, run into somebody. It's I think we're having a 25 year reunion. You know, it'll be the football guys that I'm hanging out with. You know, it'll be a lot of the guys that you know I had lockers next to, and uh, like I said, it's blood, sweat, and tears, and those sort of things. I, I think that's special, and, and like I said, a lot of times it's especially uh, you know at some bigger schools you, you don't always get those guys that you. You know, you started school with. I had uh, one of my buddies come over the other day, and and uh, you know, Marshall Webster. We played together, and we we're in school together since kindergarten. And uh, you know, we were talking about old times and old memories and stuff like that. And and uh, a big twenty-five year reunion coming up. You know, are we even going to you know make it? But you know, you you talk about that last game. You 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 talk about that ring ceremony stuff like that. Uh, a lot of times, those guys will never all be in the same spot. Uh, together again after spending all this time together and then you'll never be able to get all those guys reunited and uh, you know it, it it makes it those it makes those times special uh, so yeah that was that was always good and then like I said I've had a good relationship with uh, the director of schools over there it was my defense coordinator Benny Pace you know and had a good relationship with him over the years and then uh, real close still with uh, coach Sharp and uh, Bobby Sharp over there uh, you know that just recently uh, has, has taken another job but you know he's he's been a good uh, guy for me to to lean on all these years and and a real close friend. Well, and as your time when you're an assistant or coaching now or or just uh, your fondest memory as a coach. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't really reflect on that a lot. But again, I think there's been some big ball games. You know, we've had some big wins and. Uh, you know, at different places, you know. We've had big wins at Warren County, like I said, over Oakland. And you turn around at Trousdale, we beat a South Pittsburgh team, uh, you know, when it was zero degrees outside uh, on the Creek Bank. I thought that was special. And then, you know, your, your first uh, state championship, you know, win over at Oakland, you know, uh, beating Maryville this year at Maryville. That was huge. Stuff like that. But 
again, it goes back to the relationships, you know, spending all that time with those guys, uh, you know, that you coach with, spending all the time with the guys that you're coaching, you know. Uh, it's special for those guys that have graduated college now and coming back and, and checking on everybody. And then, you know, like I said, we've had some coaches that I've spent decade, you know, over a decade with, uh, you know, and had coaches leave and then come back, stuff like that. So I think the, the relationships, you know, that's the thing that's going to, you know, stick in your mind the most. There's some big plays and big moments and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think the older you get, you realize that, it's the relationships that, that's going to stick with you, and, and that's what, you know, makes you uh, most proud. Well, you've got kind of a reputation, from what I've seen, of, of being a fairly positive coach, a fairly easygoing guy. What makes you mad? <laughs> and what's well, that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does happen, you know, and uh, I, like I said, I think one of my best attributes is I let things kind of roll off. You know, I don't sweat a lot of the, the small stuff and uh, – you know, if I do get angry, uh, it must have festered over time, and you must be a real screw up, you know, for me to 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 get too mad. But yeah, I, I do. Uh, I lose my temper sometimes in practice. I try to not be that guy in ball games. You know, I think a lot of times you you need to be kind of calm and, and and cool in in a, in a ball game. And and like I said, I, I try to do that sometimes. Sometimes it don't always work out like you plan, but uh, like I said, I, I get mad sometimes, but a lot of times it, it's at myself and, and try to not, you know, screw up too much. So uh, I try to try to keep an even keel, but there's a time and place for everything, and, and sometimes you, you, you think it might need to be in practice. So uh, hopefully in a game I can try to not lose it too much. Well, I'll try not to make this uh, repetitive. This is a little bit of twist on the question I had before, but – you know, in you know all your years of coaching, you know what are, what is it that you're most proud of, and if 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 if, if you can uh, tell me about that. Yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that I get to coach my kid. You know, like I said, uh, he's a freshman, going to be a sophomore, and I think uh, you know every coach is is uh, you know a, a, a guy's is lucky enough to be able to coach his own son. You know, I think I've spent so much time with everybody else's son. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that I'm going to get to spend, you know, time with my own son. And and uh, sometimes he may not feel that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he may feel a little different about that. But, uh, you know, I've seen some real good father-son combos through the years and good examples of that. And, you know, I got to uh, spend time with Coach Watson and, you know, him coaching his son and Coach Dobbs and his son. And, you know, uh, we got three, I think, three on the freshman team that, that are coached up by, uh, by coaches uh, on staff. And, and I think that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, it's we're making memories as we speak and, and don't even realize it. We'll look back at it years later and think about how lucky we are to, you know, be able to spend time, uh, you know, with our own family and stuff like that. Absolutely. Sometimes we hear horror stories about dads coaching their kids. How do you yeah. combat against that and not be one of those horror stories? Yeah, yeah. You, I, I can't lie now. We've we've had a few battles. Uh, I was his t-ball coach, and, and ever since t-ball, I, I agreed not to, to be his baseball coach for sure. <laughs> uh, he got a little upset with me when Katie Joe uh, – I moved Katie Joe from center field to first base. You know how important first base is in T-ball. Mm-hmm. And, and Kyler just wasn't getting it done, so I fired him. And, you know, it was bad enough that he got fired. But, you know, Katie Joe was about a foot shorter than him, and she was she was tough now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was that was a little hard. But, you know, the good part was I had a supportive wife. It was like, look, son, you did suck, and Katie Joe was <laughs> – the best player on the team, and you got to usually put one of your best players at first base. Yeah. And so it, it's good to have support like that at home. And uh, a tough mom is always always good to have uh, a player with a tough mom and that kind of speaks your same language. And, you know, good part was Katie Joe. you know, just a couple of years ago, uh, she told me she had always dreamed of growing up and playing football for me someday. So if she transfers over to Oakland, maybe we can make that happen. But uh, – you know, he learned at an early age that just because your dad's making out the lineup doesn't mean that he won't uh, bench you or move you around. Uh, so he's he's got to understand that, and uh, I think he he does. And 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 I'm always going to be tough on him. But you know, like I said, once you uh, hit that truck, uh, you know, you shut the truck door. I think you got to 
kind of let all that other stuff go away and you better change the subject by the time you get home because uh, nobody else at the house wants to hear it uh, and there's plenty of hours in the day to discuss football that's not at home right and so I think that's a that's a big plus there we go well you know you know Williamson County has got the uh, the flag football coming up so maybe uh, you know maybe Katie Joe gets to uh, you know maybe Oakland develops that I you just never know I think flag football is awesome uh, I think they're doing a good job. I, I, I think uh, I saw something about that in Super Bowl, about all the different NFL teams uh, developing that for for young ladies and stuff. And, and let me tell you, I, I don't think that's up Katie Joe's alley, if I remember correctly. She definitely would want to put on the helmet. <laughs> she, she, would, she would want to strap on the helmet. And, uh, yeah, knowing her family, she, she definitely would be ready to strap it on and play. And uh, she, she may do it before it's over with. May do it. Never know. Yep. Ah, oh, man. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the flag football league for a second. I mean, do you see that growing into other counties? I mean, are you going to keep an eye on it and see how it develops? Yeah, I, I mean, seriously, it, what kind of uh, field would you need for flag football at this time of weather? I mean, you look at this time of year and, and the weather we're having right now, you got to have a turf field. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be happy to host that. And uh, we've actually looked into a smaller youth uh, flag football league, and again, that would just be more hours on the day. <laughs> if I could, you know, uh, give that to someone else, delegate uh, just a little I, bit. I think you know some of our younger coaches would be great to be the commissioner of a flag football league. But no, I think I think kids love it, and uh, you know, I think you need that in football because I'm telling you, there's times in 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 real football that that you're not going to love it, and uh, it comes with a price and it comes with a toll on your body sometimes, and. Uh, a lot of bad stuff with it, but uh, you know, I think if uh, you get some younger people involved, and you know, like I said, uh, all walks of life involved in, in flag football, they understand what a fun sport it really is. Yep, that's all I've got, uh, Chris. That's all I've got. I think it's time to get some food, though. Yeah, we, we're, it's, we've been sitting in this restaurant a long time. Let's get some food and uh, absolutely, well, let's well, do it, Coach. Now, you know, we thank you for coming on with yep. us, uh, taking time out of your very busy day to, to sit down with us. Um, again, congratulations on uh, a great season. Good luck on the upcoming season. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, this is a wrap on Coaches and Q. Yeah, and you I guys, appreciate you guys having me. 2022 is going to be a very interesting year for Oakland, but I appreciate you guys having me and uh, appreciate what you guys do for high school football. You know, it's always good to promote – uh, what our livelihood is, and uh, you know, I think it's strong in Tennessee, and it's uh, getting stronger every day yep. because of guys like you. Well, we certainly appreciate that. That's going to do it for us for Scott Burton. I'm Chris Brooks. We will see you guys next time on another edition of Coaches in Q. This is Six One Five Preps, and have a great afternoon. The Midstate Forty Eight, powered by Six One Five Preps, is a production of B Squared Media LLC.